0: Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks that they demand. I'm Matt Heron.
1: I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. I always do that
0: in like a newscaster sort of voice when I say my own name, like... Yeah. Would you guys be excited to be a local newscaster? I feel like that's the perfect job.
1: Yes, although... Mm, they always make them do things to be like Here, here's the your favorite news anchor being a little bit silly and getting embarrassed and I think that would irritate me <laughs> I, wouldn't I think be I would love it.
0: that I think that would be great
2: <laughs> uh, can you throw it to the uh, weather for me let me hear if you're ready for this
0: okay uh, alright and I hear that there's some pretty scary stuff coming up for the weekend if you're into going to the beach let's throw it over to Jeff Kowalski for the forecast
1: Hi
2: Matt.
1: Leah
2: we're uh having us some... a Oh no. <laughs> I'm outside Uh-oh. in the hurricane.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, pretty bad weather out here,
1: Matt. <laughs> I thought you were doing the nervous actor thing where you take a deep breath before you start speaking and then no more breaths while you're speaking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat>
2: Then we're going to throw it over to Louisa for sports.
0: I guess I'm just saying if any of our listeners live in, like, rural areas where they could realistically get the three of us to be their local news hosts, I think we would all do it, right? I think we sound too much
2: like coastal liberal elites. We would need to learn that, uh, newscaster accent.
0: Uh, but all newscasters try to do, like, a mid-Atlantic accent, which is already what we do. Is
2: that
1: what we do?
0: No, yeah, we, the Mid
2: Atlantic accent is like the <laughs> Fraser accent. That's not what newscasters are doing
0: the fraser accent what a crazy (laughs) sentence
1: (laughs) i know what you mean though (laughs) that's what that's called
2: where he's where it's like an american actor doing not quite a british accent but they're doing like a shakespeare voice
0: this is like that that lady in philadelphia story where she's like i was born and raised in philadelphia yeah
2: (laughs) or i guess it's a little bit also what patrick stewart is doing on star trek
1: the trouble is, people use not the term, wait, 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 wait,
2: no, the wait, other wait. way, where what? he's like, not quite fully leaning into, uh, I, his like full British accent that he would. have He's to use
0: absolutely as guy. doing a full British accent. What are you saying? I, I think I he's. To- I I, I think he's toning <laughs> it
1: down a little bit. <laughs> the thing that's crazy is that he does such a strong British accent, even though he's supposed to be French. Now here's the problem: we're using <clears throat> the same word for two different concepts. We're saying Mid Atlantic to mean between uh, England and the United States, and we're using Mid Atlantic to mean people who live around Washington D.C. No,
2: that's yes. that's. <laughs> that's
1: not What?
2: not that's not correct. That's that
1: middle no, piece for one thing. <laughs> but that's what people use for like the newscaster voice, something that's like around Washington. The middle, DC. The middle of the
0: Atlantic coast of the United States is what newscasters do. Yeah. The middle of the Atlantic Ocean between here and England is what like old movie stars do.
2: I don't believe it. that that newscaster one is called Mid Atlantic ever.
0: I think that it I've is. I've heard
1: that too. Am I imagining it then?
0: I have some old <clears> accent <throat> tapes and that's what they call mm. it. Mm.
2: Yeah, but on those old accent tapes, they're all like, Yes, I'm from America.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, just like Patrick Stewart in uh, Star Trek The Next Generation.
2: <laughs> I... Why does he have a British accent
0: if he's French? It doesn't make any sense! Yeah. I...
2: I I googled uh Patrick Stewart mid-atlantic accent and got a bunch of things about like how Picard was supposed to be a French guy with a mid-atlantic accent but like that's fine he he doesn't I guess he doesn't quite do it
0: yeah he's yeah. way too British but I want to try to explore in the fiction are they implying that france was taken over by england in the like third world war or whatever
1: that's what they did on futurama <clears throat> yeah that's what they so. extrapolated out that the french don't exist anymore
0: <laughs> yeah it was a dead language right mm-hmm.
1: huh
2: yeah maybe they died during the eugenics wars of 1996
0: yeah or the drug-fueled wars of the like 2013 or whatever
2: oh right yeah there's drug wars in that it's like a voyager where they go back in time
0: it's the first episode of star trek the next generation q sends them back through all of earth's history to see all the worst things humans did and one of them is like a weird he's like dressed like a like the queen of hearts on a floating throne Mm. and there's like (laughs) people with machine guns grafted to their arms smoking opium it's just so dumb
2: yeah uh, I, I think that it's pretty funny uh, that when they made that new Star Trek movie with Khan in it, they had to just not mention where he was from. Like, the yeah. year that they were just yeah. like, he's from the past.
0: Yeah they
2: could no longer put a year on it like they could with the original (laughs)
1: Oh, interesting. He has maybe a uh, a South Asian accent. Is he from South Asia? No. No, he's not. (laughs) (sighs)
0: Uh, I need to watch that Star Trek again. I feel like it didn't get much credit, but I thought it was okay.
2: What, Into Darkness? Yeah. It's... (laughs) uh, it sucked. It's a JJ Abrams sequel, so.
0: Is that the one where he has a zero G fight with a guy in a giant glass sphere over a colony somewhere? Or Is that the third one? Seems I
2: don't possible. Remember. The third one is the is the. I like that one.
0: I think the third one maybe is the one that has the cool zero G fight at the end.
2: Yeah, the third one is directed by the guy who directed Fast and the Furious Seven, so it has a lot of very cool action stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought that they were all fine. I mean, listen, here's the dirty secret. All the Star Trek movies are pretty bad, but fine mm.
2: yeah <clears throat> I like that the star trek current Star Trek series are acknowledging the timeline split that happened with the two thousand nine movie
1: with and, uh, a certain something exploding spoiler alert, yeah mm. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> in addition to that though like there's uh there's like, they'll talk about the history of the, the Federation and they mention, like, yeah, there's a you know, the alternate timelines. We've got the Mirror Universe, we've got that one from, uh, <coughs> that was a result of a mining ship going series. back in time. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> the Animated Series.
2: That's right. Yeah, They use, um, on Lower Decks, they use the, uh, pictures from the Animated Series when they have a photograph of someone from the original... Uh, that's <laughs> that's series. pretty good. Pretty funny.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the thing that is so con- the most confusing about the current running Star Trek series is when they introduce alien species we haven't seen in any of the other Star Treks before. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, does that mean that in the other timeline, Doug Jones's species never realized that they were like, being bred as cattle to be eaten by another uh, species, and so they never evolved to to join Starfleet like they did in this version.
2: <laughs> well, in well, Discovery takes place in the main timeline. That's not a Kelvin timeline series. Yeah,
1: how, ba- how many, when you say the current Star Trek series, how many are there, actually?
2: Uh, Lower Decks, Picard, Discovery, and I think Prodigy just premiered. That's, like, a kids' adventure series.
1: Is Enterprise still going on? No.
0: Okay. Discovery is in the movie's timeline, though, isn't it? No. Wait, no. what? Because it's got the whole Klingon, like, resurgence thing that didn't happen in the it main takes, Star Trek it,
1: universe.
2: It takes place before the original series. It is in the... Oh. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah, they really leaned into that in, like, season one, and I'm like... Okay. All right. We're going to talk about maybe eventually seeing Spock. Cool, I guess. Like, there's fun adventures here happening, and then you're also like, don't forget, there's Star Trek that you already know and like.
0: I know that this has been talked about on a million podcasts already, but what? who in Hollywood is obsessed with the idea that we all want to know about the origins of Han Solo's vest or whatever?
1: Well, I think when you're sitting around brainstorming, like, now what can we do with our cash cow? someone's going to be like, how about an origin about this? Because, like, yeah, of course you would think about it if you had to think about that topic specifically.
0: But I can't imagine sitting in a room where someone's like, no, let me explain to you, like, the origin story of why he hates to hear the odds and me not being like that ha- barely has legs for you explaining it to me now. We can't make a movie about that.
2: Yeah, it's like <clears throat> I didn't mind that there was a Han Solo movie, but some of the stuff in it was that cringy. Like we yeah. don't, we don't need to know why his name is Solo. His name is Solo <laughs> because George Lucas is a very like on the nose writer.
0: That's, yeah, there's that's a fucking fine. there's there's a guy named like. Bag o Yeah, whatever. Elon Fett, Elon
2: Sleazebagano, tries know. to sell Obi-Wan Kenobi some death sticks.
0: Yeah, like, no one ever was like, but why is this name Solo? Like, no one gives a shit. Yeah. None of the names make sense. It's
2: because he's yeah. a loner. Like, we get guys like Yoda and Darth Vader and Grand Moff Tarkin, and then the main character's name is Luke, which I mm-hmm. guess implies that it takes place in a
1: Christian society? (laughs) No, I was going to say... (laughs) It's a
0: long time ago. This
1: is the origin story for the Apostle (laughs) Luke. (laughs) (laughs) But I was going to say it clearly takes place in a universe as we know, where people really love one-syllable names. So any one Mm. syllable could accidentally become a name.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, have... what is that thing in evolution where two species evolve the same thing separately? Parallel
1: evolution. I don't Yeah, know that's,
0: that's the, the one. Really
1: yeah, like sharks and dolphins. <clears throat> yeah, or
2: bats so that. and other uh, winged <clears throat> creatures.
1: No, <laughs> it's it's like how everything
0: eventually turns into crabs if yeah. you give it long <laughs> yeah, enough to evolution time. Yes. Ev- Star. Every name eventually becomes Luke.
2: <laughs> Star mm-hmm. Wars inization.
0: Yep. That's why there's
1: two Lukes and there's a bigger Luke and there's a clone Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're right.
0: This all makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me.
0: Yep. Uh, In a sufficiently advanced society, every name will be Luke. It's,
2: mm-hmm. It was after the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker they realized three was too many syllables. Even Obi Wan changed his name to Ben after that.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. You could write a whole book based on that, Jeff. You could probably get it published. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, they let friggin' Griffin McElroy do a short story about the Jawa who fixed R2-D2. Like, yeah. why
1: not? <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, do you ever think about how the maybe the worst evil of capitalism is how much it rewards people for making stuff that no one wants?
2: I did uh, mm-hmm. like that book, though. <laughs> yeah, damn, damn it. It's called, yeah. it, well, it's called From a Certain Point of View, and it's a uh, short story by, like, two dozen different people that retells the first movie, but from the point of view of background characters. Yeah. So it's, yeah. like, it's it's interesting to see <laughs> people do some kind of fun spin on it. One of the stories is very strange in that it seems to be, uh, like, low- to mid-tier Imperial officer- who is uh, having a secret love affair with Grandmaf Tarkim? And it's a, a man. <clears throat> um, okay. But like they never come right out and say that it's Grand Moff Tarkin. They're just like they don't
0: have any explicit scenes where they talk about his turgid member.
2: Yeah, they don't talk. They don't talk about uh, his big old balls. Uh, But you know, they mention like a high-ranking Imperial officer with sharp Uh cheekbones. Did did I just reveal?
0: Did I just reveal that I have read a romance novel and Jeff has not?
2: (laughs) I think so. Mm, Of course. Why would I have read a romance
0: novel? Yeah, why would any of us have read a romance novel? Well, I
2: understand why I'm, you would have I that. know why. You're Here's academically interested in the concept of horniness, whereas I think
0: that's true. It be <laughs> Wow, Jeff, I think you maybe summed up my whole character better than anyone <laughs> ever has before.
1: Jeff, what you don't realize if you've never tried to read a romance novel is they're written so Poorly, but simply that your brain just slips over the words so fast that you've read the whole thing slips. before you even have decided mm-hmm. <laughs> to read it.
0: Although I, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before, but, uh, I was a member of a book club for about a year. I was the most turgid member of a book club, <laughs> but only because I had turned to stone. No. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and e- the way that the book club worked was that every month a different person would bring one of their favorite books and then we would all read it. Yeah. Um, And there was one girl who brought a book and it was a romance novel and it was a terrible romance novel. Oh, man. Um, and so we all had to read it. And like, like you say, Louisa, usually your brain just slips over the terrible prose because it's a romance novel. Yeah. But the the logic of it didn't even make sense where it was like yes. a woman who had traveled back in time and fallen in love with a pirate, but that's Outlander, she was... right? Well, it was like if Outlander was even more of a just shitty romance novel <clears throat> and she was like trying to help him hide his stolen treasure or whatever. But then she's from the future. <laughs> like she already knows what happens. <laughs> But she doesn't use that knowledge effectively or at all. But she says she remembers what it's like, like what the cave, what happens to the cave later. It doesn't make any sense. And then yeah. when we all got together to talk about it, we made that girl cry and she never came back and I feel really bad about it.
1: <laughs> See, that's the thing. When people share, when people you don't know very well share something with you and mm-hmm. it means a lot to them and you're thinking yep. like, god, this sucks. Like what do yep. you do with that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I really don't know and I I definitely think I should have been less mean and we all should have been less mean, but like I don't I don't know what we could have said about this that wasn't that was true that wasn't this is garbage. <laughs>
2: It's it's a really hard thing though. Like when you want to talk about something that is that like you didn't enjoy, and you want to (laughs) talk about the reasons why you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Or you want to talk about something that you really liked, and then you encounter someone who's like, "Oh, I didn't like that at all." For me, I'm like, "Ooh." I'm, I'm like, that's an intriguing conversation. I want to know why you, like, completely bounced off of this thing that I found mm-hmm. very good.
0: That's why you scream, debate me, all the time, right? Yeah, I'm
2: always saying, <laughs> debate me, meet me in the market, uh, marketplace of ideas, you mm-hmm. cowards, uh, you cucks.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: always saying this.
0: Change my mind, yeah. and you're drinking coffee out of a... Out of a cup, and there's a sign in front of you.
1: Cup, more like cup. <laughs> out of a cup. cup, you say, go on. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I'm I was trying to do Stephen a Jeff. Crowder. C-
0: I'm, I'm trying to get Jeff to do a Jeff Kowalski meme, ex- meme explainer. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so that man is Steven Crowder, and he likes to go to colleges and. Uh, make people debate him by putting up a sign that says, I don't remember what the original said, but it said something like, uh, there's only two genders, change my mind. No,
0: I think it was white male pri- privilege doesn't exist.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, something that's baldly yeah. uh, untrue but That's, that's what's
0: so funny about that sign, though, is because he is a white male who has the privilege to do that and not be, like, chased off of campus. That it, The thing that he is saying isn't real the sign of it is proof that it is real.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, you should go debate that guy. you definitely like,
0: win. No, but it's like it's like that this is not a pipe painting level of like is this art?
2: Mm. No, it's not
0: art. Okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. Good. Um, oh, good. Ask Thanks me what Jeff. I did
2: this week because it ties into this really nicely. Okay, Jeff,
0: what'd you do this week?
2: Uh, so I watched a couple videos over the last couple weeks from Some More News, which is a very... Uh, if you are someone who feels like you're going insane because the world's bad, but no one seems to be talking about it or upset about it at all, uh, like, the actual things that are bad about it. Uh, instead, they're all like, I can't believe Hillary Clinton became a vampire and sucked the fear out of child blood. Uh, <laughs> or whatever. Um, this I like this news channel because it goes through, like very deep dives uh i would say john oliver style deep dives but i feel like that would be a slam against it uh (laughs) but you know how john oliver will do just like 25 minutes on one very specific topic instead of hitting a bunch of things
0: wait do you not like john oliver
2: i i mean i like him but i don't think that he's speaking to an audience that needs to hear him
0: yeah well okay that's fair but I don't think that's a problem with his process. Anyway, sorry, go yeah, on. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a media landscape thing more than anything yes. else, and I feel like sometimes his delivery is a little too like smarmy. Um,
0: I like it. I feel like people need <laughs> to be smarmier. There's all this like, there's all this like mm, liberals are so mean or so like judgy, and I'm like, oh, I want us to be one thousand times judgier. Mm. I want us to start throwing rocks at people that aren't wearing masks. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> See, what in I, Minecraft. In Minecraft. Yeah, in the in the hit video game
2: Fortnite, where we're doing it virtually and it's legal. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, he did two videos recently. One was about Steven Crowder uh, mm-hmm. and how he's one of the saddest and most lonely people uh, in the like right-wing media landscape. Makes uh, sense. Uh, and the other was about why conservatives aren't funny, which, of course touched on steven crowder again um (laughs) because steven crowder is famously unfunny um but like he goes into this deep dive about how steven crowder was like a basically a failed actor and comedian who was only getting positive feedback when he did his uh, when he did the weird alt right schtick. So he just kind of yeah. dug into that, and so like, there are
1: so many people <laughs> surviving in that ecosystem. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. That's true.
2: And it's it was just like a real bummer of a video because it it came out like right as Steven Crowder got COVID, uh, and so <laughs> the host was like very adamantly like I genuinely hope that this changes his mind about the state of healthcare in the country because my politics are not to want people to die my politics is that I would like for bad people to have their minds changed and work towards the common good
0: Mm -hmm. their Um, minds changed into dead minds (laughs) yeah
2: their minds changed into uh, Jackson Pollock painting Um, (laughs) it's but like it, it it was a very nice laying out of like yeah, when I when I step back from the emotional reaction I have, yes, that is that is a more uh, reasoned statement of my actual beliefs, but I always you know, I always assume the worst because uh, it's usually correct. Yes. Um yeah.
0: But that yeah. guy who does some more news has big Charlie from it's always sunny in Philadelphia vibes. Yeah. I don't know. I I've, I've watched a little bit of his stuff, but I find it too... I, I'm i getting very tired of people just doing videos where they are very mad about the thing that everyone is mad about, but don't say, like, so here's what we should all do about it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: that's part of what I like about it, is he's, um... You know, he got absolutely a little uh, dark during pandemic times, but I think has uh, definitely made a shift over the past couple months into more like there are tangible moves towards making a good world <laughs> and we can do things that will like have a positive impact. Um, plus, I think I I think I just have a general affection for all those uh original cracked guys Mm. he's one of those
0: i think we've talked about it on the podcast before but i think like there's i would say the majority of people are just waiting for somebody to be like let's all do this thing together yeah (laughs) let's all quit our jobs and go to washington on this day and be like you need to fix it now but, like, no one wants to be that ringleader because they will definitely be shot to death by a right-wing crackpot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to do about that. Yeah. <laughs> um. yeah. Also, I think there's lots of people that want to be that ringleader, but, like, no one rises to the top.
2: Yeah, yeah because it's... If you're uh, insane enough to organize a revolution, you're probably not very charming. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I suppose, but there's lots of people who are. I feel like people who have organized revolutions in the past have always been very charming. Or is it just like they were charming in the context of. They just
1: told people what they wanted to hear in the correct way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, why can't people do that now, is what
1: I'm saying. I mean Trump is doing that now. So yeah, I was it's
2: gonna bad. say even <laughs> even right wing crackpots can't really lead a revolution because the only one of them that's charming is the very bad, dumb former president who only weird cultists are still into.
1: Yeah.
0: I I guess what I'm saying is, is there any way we could get a Robespierre in the modern age? Hmm.
1: Would that be a good thing? Is <laughs> my only concern. <laughs>
0: Listen, no. Okay.
1: But the first part about the guillotining, that part's good.
0: Well, like, listen, any revolution's gonna have some bad stuff in it, Louisa. You know? Yes,
1: I know. That's why it's hard to get on board with it. You have yeah, to really yeah. believe.
2: No, we True. have to we have to overlook all the bad stuff and just be <laughs> absolutely certain that it will go away um, mm-hmm. once the revolution succeeds.
0: Okay. I was talking I was talking about this the other day with Jen of like so much of the counter-revolutionary argument is based on the idea of the Founding Fathers creating this world that we live in now, and whatever, blah blah blah. But, like, those guys were history dorks who were trying to apply Greek philosophy to actual governance, mm-hmm. and, like, it's wild that people who lionize the Founding Fathers also are absolutely opposed to people taking experimental steps in government. Do you know what I mean? Mm.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, they don't know anything about that government. All they know is they've been told that this is good. They don't have to worry about it anymore. Everyone has categorized this as good. So now they can just extrapolate whatever they want from it without any research.
0: Yeah, I, I can't. You know how sometimes you see things that haunt you forever, not because of the way they looked or even the way they sounded but because it, like, is the perfect encapsulation of everything that you hate. Mm -hmm. I saw there was a video going around the internet maybe a year ago of a guy standing up at a school board meeting and being like I don't care about uh, what you teach my son in history class. All I care about is that he comes home every day knowing that America is the greatest country that has ever been on Earth and that uh, if you like, the worst day in America is better than the best day in any other country at any other time in history, and if you teach him anything else, then I will get my gun and come shoot you. And there's a lot wrong with that, but, like, he seemed genuinely upset, like, on the verge of tears, and I was just like, do you believe the words you're saying? And I think he really did, and that makes me even sadder.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's... You know, several hundred years of propaganda. Um,
0: I know, but God, how do you not recognize that in yourself?
2: I just, I can't... I mean, it's probably the same reason I'm not into sports, but I can't just get into, like, arbitrary geography fandom... Um, mm. like, oh, yeah, I was born here, and so I'm very proud of the West place. West Philadelphia. Uh-huh, I'm very proud of West Philadelphia. <laughs> where, where did or... you
1: spend most of your days? <laughs> uh, I was at the playground playing. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: Playing some b-ball outside of the school,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and then you were killed, and then your heaven was Beverly Hills.
1: Yeah, <laughs> then a couple <laughs> of guys were up to no about good that show. You don't know me. about this? <laughs> no, I know.
0: That makes a lot of sense. That's an internet fan theory: is that he died in that fight, and then the whole show is him in heaven.
2: <laughs> I love. There's like an episode in the last season where at one point uh, Will he explicitly says uh that guy who picked me up and spun me around in the opening credits yeah like in the like that's fun i'm glad that you f- that you the writers figured out a way to tell us that and i think it's fun that it couldn't happen in fiction
0: yeah that's part of the theory do you know about this theory Jeff I
2: do not because I find fan theories mostly deplorable
0: I think they're very funny um that reference is part of it the fact that you never really you never see him talking to people from his old life really like Mm. I don't know there's a whole thing about it and I think it's pretty good
2: is Jazz his friend from Beverly Hills or did he come with him
1: that's a good question. That is a good question. Yeah, because uh, Uncle Phil hates him as much as if he was a kid from the poor part of Philadelphia, but he seems to live out there somehow. Yeah, yeah why would he have gone to yeah. Beverly
0: Hills when the Fresh Prince did?
1: But is he, like, a Beverly Hills guy who's not classy enough for Uncle Phil? What does that mean? <laughs> so, And does that mean that that Will met and
0: befriended <laughs> jazz in, before the first episode oh yeah and he then did just... it
1: says
2: he's from Compton
1: <clears throat>
2: on, the, oh, okay, on okay, the Fresh Prince wiki so like
1: so where did he meet him school maybe they were in yeah. high school even though <laughs> even though even trying to think back I'm like but those quote unquote kids were like 25 right no they were supposed to be in high school how old is Will Smith he right now he's like 50 I want to say really uh,
2: let's see
0: uh fifty-three. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's only two years younger than my parents. Mm. Nineteen sixty eight birthday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Alright.
2: <laughs> That's it.
1: <laughs> I feel like we don't have a lot of momentum today.
2: <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Uh, Louisa, what'd you do this week?
1: Mine will be quick because it's nothing and Matt will be mad but it was playing Animal Crossing Yeah,
2: this is the rest of the show now (laughs) No, I didn't play enough of it to talk to you very much about it
1: Uh, The thing I want to say is I really love the gyroids I don't remember if I talked about these I was excited for them before the game uh, update Mm -hmm. came out but they are little tiny statues that you find underground. Uh, there's a random chance, and then when you dig them up, they will play music for you. And they're different shapes, and you can collect them all. And I love that in the game. The Most it's important. I'm just,
0: do you have to level them up to battle them against each other?
1: Oh God, I wish. No. <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs> you
0: can
1: you can put them all around a radio, and then they will play music along with the radio. That's pretty nice.
2: I love uh, that they are a little creepy, because I feel yes. like that was missing from this Animal Crossing is some of the elements <laughs> that are a little creepy.
1: Yes, the thing about them is they're based on the game is Japanese, and they are based on the Japanese... Um, I don't even know the time period for this, but a funereal <laughs> the, practice.
2: The, the Jumon period, the same thing that all the ancient tech in Breath of the Wild was based
1: on. I think that's true. But they're little um, ceramic... Uh, figures and they usually have open eyes and mouths that are just like hollow holes <laughs> which is very creepy I don't know if they originally had something that decayed but that's how they are as in museums now and oh,
2: sorry. sorry pretty jo- cool. Jo-mon, not Jumon.
1: they're called Hanoa I believe yeah. and <clears throat> these little statues oh so cute and creepy <sighs> love it yeah Matt. Matt is deliberately not saying anything, I think. <laughs> yeah, he hates
0: it. I'm just looking around my room. I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you guys want to talk about Animal Crossing, that's fine, but you can't expect me to bring my usual high-octane energy to the conversation, because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I listen to you guys talk about side-scrollers so the first-person Yeah, because shooters. I'm bringing the high-octane energy. <laughs> Name first
0: first-person shooter
2: that we've talked about.
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I Wait, can't. does inscription count? No. I mean,
1: technically, we've talked about the only good first-person shooter, which is Pokemon Snap. Oh,
0: okay. Mm. Uh,
2: that was a trick question, because I do know a first-person shooter we talked about too much. It's Destiny 2. A Metroid. Oh.
0: <laughs> I don't know that we talked about it that much. I I mean, I played it, but I don't care for it.
2: Yeah, I think I talked about it a lot at several points on the show.
0: <laughs> mm. That makes sense.
1: Anyway, so, Matt, what did you do this week?
0: Uh, I had a lot of yard chores that I needed to get done this week. Oh, uh, I blew all of the leaves out of my yard yesterday, which is very exciting. Um, into your but neighbor's be- yard. <clears throat> yep, into the neighbor. No. <laughs> um, but uh, as a result, I needed to find a podcast. You know how, like, I don't know, this might be a very unique thing that gives insight into my own personal madness, but do you guys have that sense of feeling... Calm when you know you've got, like, a million episodes of a podcast to catch up on so you don't have to make decisions about what to listen to next.
1: Yeah, when you can just go, like, six hours of chores and such, just listening to Yeah, yeah. just
0: yeah. queue up a ton of stuff and then be like, well, all of my decision-making for the day is done. Now I can just, like, robotically do stuff while my brain is entertained by the thing I've queued up. Yes. So right. I... What's that?
2: I I I like that that feeling. Okay, I think
0: that's good. Maybe I've stumbled on a new universal experience. <laughs> um but anyway, So, all of the podcasts I listen to, I'm pretty current with, so I was like, I need to find a new podcast. Mm -hmm. So, I started listening to Baby Geniuses, which I think, Jeff, you said you listen to sometimes, right?
2: Yes. uh, I am very far behind on it, but it's one that I have uh, greatly enjoyed.
0: I've listened to the first, like, 15 episodes or so. Um, I don't know if... I I don't know. The problem is... The hosts are very charming and interesting people, and they often have guests that are good or neutral. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They don't have a lot of very terrible guests. So there's three segments to every episode. There's the beginning where the hosts are just the two of them talking about a Wikipedia page, and that's that's why I wanted to listen to the show. They kind of bill it as... Two people learning random facts and talking about them, and that is exactly what I want to hear. Mm. And then the middle section is them having a guest, usually a comedian, on to talk about something that they are interested in, mm-hmm. and that's sometimes good and sometimes very boring.
2: Uh
0: huh. And, and then the, the last third, the segment. last segment is so bad it sends you to hell every time you listen to it what
1: is this i haven't listened to the show
0: it is so they do something called expert hour where (laughs) they have an expert on to talk about a subject but what it actually is is one of their like ucb friends or something coming on pretending to be an expert and doing like an improv like oh yeah I'm an expert on cool whip recipes but I'm just going to talk about my frigid vagina and you're like What the fuck is this? What the fuck are you doing? You're an adult. You should know this is terrible.
2: uh, They do eventually completely abandon that segment. Oh, thank
0: Christ. Um, (laughs) Once,
2: if you look at the titles, once the titles just become not people's names anymore, uh, Mm. it's when the whole episode is wiki of the week.
0: Oh, thank God. Well, that's good, actually. That will make me listen to it more, because I appreciate a show that can identify its flaws and works to correct them.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: As opposed to, like, well, this is our format, and even though it's dog shit, we're gonna stick with it forever.
1: <laughs> hmm, like uh, a show putting Griffin McElroy back in the uh, DM chair. <laughs> hmm. I've been enjoying uh, the Adventure Zone a lot more with the Ether C arc. Yeah, I, yeah, that I is enjoy true. Ether C as well.
0: Ether C is good. Did you hear they're doing? Uh, well, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but I didn't watch the live show. Yeah, do you guys either. know about this? Apparently, the next arc. I've heard the rumor is, Uh-oh. and it may be from the uh, the live show that they mentioned it. They're doing an arc called Imbalance.
2: Yeah, I I saw something. There's, like, a trailer for this coming soon.
0: Yeah, tomorrow is when the trailer comes out for their next arc. Interesting. And it may be called Imbalance, and it may be a, like, revisiting of the world that Balance took place in. So that would be good. It's
2: called The Zone of Adventure Imbalance, Mm -hmm. but we don't know what that means yet, and it looks like (laughs) maybe someone else is the DM. Oh, oh,
1: no! God. Have you listened to their ones with other DMs? Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> I think the Justin McElroy ones are kind of funny. <laughs>
2: no, it's, uh, like... No, I mean small- outside the yeah, group Yeah, that's someone outside the group.
0: Because oh, they no! Oh, yeah,
2: The team being, um, Trace Horny-Boris plus Griffin.
0: I mean, this is the same reason why when they have guest spurts on My Brother, My Brother, and Me, it doesn't work, is because their dynamic is so much about how well they know each other and mm-hmm. how far they can push each other. Mm. And when there is company, they feel like they can't be as mean to them, and I hate that.
1: Yeah.
2: I yeah. I like when they have a guest who, who ribs them, and so they feel a little more comfortable being mean back.
0: That's true. They're good with Ron Funches. Yeah. But Rod Funches is great on everything.
2: Yeah, Rod Funches is one of the nicest people in great. podcasting. God, I did like I when they had John Hodgman on,
1: <laughs> and Griffin said, oh, I make a pie, blah, blah, blah. And John was like, oh, what kind of crust do you make? And Griffin said he just buys a crust. Uh-huh. And John Hodgman was so disappointed, I'm like, yes, shame well, him! Don't say yes, you make a pie if you buy a crust, Griffin! <laughs> Because that
0: the conversation started with John Hodgman saying, if you were on a cooking competition show, mm-hmm. and you had to make your specialty, mm-hmm. what would it be? Mm-hmm. And he said, a pie with a store-bought crust?
1: <laughs> yeah. Get the you, fuck goodness.
0: out of here! Just say you wouldn't make anything!
1: <laughs> yeah, God. I, uh... It's very good.
2: I... I think that John Hodgman's greatest strength as a podcaster is how mean he's willing to be to the other people on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't listen to Judge John Hodgman anymore, but it was always so much better when he would be like, no, obviously you're wrong. Obviously you can't have a room in your house that's a ball pit. You're a married <laughs> adult. <laughs>
0: that is true but he didn't do that there were episodes where he didn't do that and that's why I stopped listening to that podcast like the one where he fucking ruled in favor of the wife keeping a chamber pot in her art studio because she couldn't be fucked to go downstairs to use the bathroom what the fuck are you doing (laughs) oh god oh god Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what do we do on this podcast, you guys ask?
1: Hey, what do we do on this podcast, Matt? Thank you. What do we do on um,
0: this podcast, Matt? No. <laughs> now, it sounds like <laughs> Jeff actually forgot.
1: No, you said we both had to ask.
0: So. <laughs> I know, I know. I was making a joke about your good delivery. Thank
1: yeah, you. Yeah,
0: you're the good actor, Jeff. Yep, it's true. Oh, Jesus. Okay.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. What's happening now? Oh,.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that anyone listened to that <laughs> segment just now where we criticized every other podcast and was like, "But come on, you guys, you're the worst one, obviously." Easily the worst podcast ever. It's true. It's true. The thing is, we can identify the the flaws in our format as well, but it's all of them. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, we that's will. why we've changed formats so many times. We, we can't go up with a good one.
2: One hundred percent. We will never uh, make this podcast good. That's our promise to you, dear listener. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Controversial, but absolutely true. Should we stop doing this podcast, you guys? No,
2: I like doing it. I think it (laughs) keeps me sane and it keeps me in touch with my two friends who I uh, find very dear. Uh, Plus, I would worry that Louisa would go crazy without it.
1: I think Ooh. I would go crazy. I think I'm already going crazy. Yeah. Listen to
2: what I enjoyed this week, gyroids. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Louise is already going a little crazy. I think if she wasn't mandated to talk to her brother and her friend Jeff for an hour and a half once a week, it would it would break her.
1: Yeah, that's right. I so, like helping me cling on to sanity is our topic this week. What is our topic, Matt?
0: Uh, so what we do every week is we go to WikiHow, uh, the suggested articles page, and we put a random word into the suggestions box, which generates a list of questions that people, or well not really questions, but topics that people have asked for WikiHow advice on. And rather than writing those articles like they requested, we just answer them here because you need to come to us to get this level of expertise. Mm-hmm. It so spoke. The random word we got this time was nightmare.
1: Ooh, happy Halloween everybody. Happy
0: Halloween. Uh usually I wouldn't do one so this one didn't bring up a full list of questions. I mean, there's a decent number, but it wasn't the full list. Mm. Usually I don't I I just reroll if we don't get a full list, but I felt like nightmare was too good yeah. a word. Yeah.
1: And you kind of knew we would fuck around in a depressing way this week for a while before we got to the wiki.
0: Yes, and now we're going to fuck around in a different depressing way talking about nightmares.
1: I love, this is my favorite one, how to decorate a nightmare before Christmas gingerbread house. That is so cute. That is
0: good, yes.
1: You just use Halloween candy to decorate it, right? Lots of candy corn, red icing.
0: No, 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 Mellow
1: cream pumpkins. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. You Uh guys, you're missing the point. Okay.
1: You can't just
0: make a fucking square box house with a triangle roof for a Tim Burton movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got to be like a It's got to have some weird snake like tubey towers and like weird gothic spikes coming off of it in in incomprehensible ways.
1: Can you put nerd's rope just everywhere like it's attacking the house? No, that's too colorful. You oh, gotta you find it Black and white frips, nerds for But it is Christmas. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: I do like the idea of just black and white black and white stripes all over everything.
1: Yes, huh. and uh, Halloween candy, like I said, but then also Christmas candy would probably be a good idea. Get some of those starlight mints on that roof.
0: Ooh, yeah. Get get those uh, mallow cream pumpkins, pumpkins. Yep. And jam a candy cane in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think your
2: best bet is going to be to do, uh, like, like Oogie's Casino at the end as a gingerbread house, because that's really bright and colorful. You can like get a that. lot of different kind of Halloween and Christmas candies in there.
0: You would have to have moving parts, though, surely.
2: Well, yeah, of course. You're not doing this because you're a lazy gingerbread housemaker. You're mm. doing this because you're an insane person and you need to have the best <laughs> gingerbread house.
0: Could you put Santa's dismembered corpse in there?
1: Oh, that, sticking out of the chimney, that's the traditional and cute way to do it. Yeah, that doesn't
2: happen in the movie, Matt. Santa doesn't survive. Uh, I'm
0: thinking
1: about an alter, alternate timeline uh, okay. where so. Jack Skellington
0: <laughs> loses. It's the
2: alternate ending where Oogie just... Jack comes in and Oogie Boogie His name just, is Oogie
0: Boogie, not Oogie. You're thinking yeah. of Oogie Loves. Yeah, <laughs> uh, where
2: Oogie, just, Oogie Boogie just eats Jack Skellington in one bite and then dismembers Santa graphically
1: on camera. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And in this universe, the planet Vulcan did not blow up. Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> no Romulan mining ships went back in time to get their revenge on <laughs> Chris Hemsworth.
0: So does nothing take place in the movie timeline?
2: No, just those three. Just movies. the movies.
0: Oh, that sucks.
2: Uh, I mean, they you know they reference uh, sort of reasons why we haven't seen more of that stuff happen. Uh, in season three of Discovery, but it would be spoilers to say why. Hmm.
0: I think that they, I mean, I haven't watched season three of Discovery, so maybe this is answered, but I think that they could do a very good movie set in the Star Trek The Next Generation time, but in the timeline where Vulcan was destroyed.
2: Yeah, I think that the reason they haven't, uh, like, that they were gonna (laughs) try and do that, but uh, that, like, got stalled, and so they did Discovery and the like, Mm. streaming TV revival instead.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Discovery is very good, and what is the main character, Michael?
2: Yeah, Michael Burnham.
0: Michael is very interesting as a character, in a way that I feel like they did a good job of recapturing what made Spock interesting as a character, Mm -hmm. which is good because I feel like what people think they liked about spock is different from what was actually good about spock do
1: you know what i mean yeah what was Mm, yeah people always think his whole thing is uh he has no emotions which is not his whole thing right and that's the same
0: thing with michael his Mm. his whole thing is that he's
1: half human and has to try and manage uh
2: the emotions he has from that with his upbringing that was about uh eschewing emotion
0: Right, yeah. and Michael is a human who her family all died when she was a child, and she was raised by Vulcans, so she has that cultural, that same sort of cultural conflict. Um, but she's not Vulcan at all, but so she doesn't have any of their superpowers, but she does have all of their emotional problems. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so she gets she has like green blood.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, like like getting so horny that you have death. to kill
2: your best friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she does. She
2: could do the nerf pinch. That's not possible. Really? I I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure she does the nerf pinch on someone. But
0: the whole the whole mm, the whole explanation in the rest of Star Trek was that the reason that Spock can do that and Data does it one time is because you have to be way stronger than a human to be able to pull it off and not even a Klingon can do it. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Well, Can you just work your arm muscles real good? Like, yeah, exactly. really practice, practice up? I guess not.
2: Klingons have no precision in their strength.
1: <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> isn't that a nature
0: versus nurture thing?
2: <laughs> uh, no, you can't teach a Klingon to be dexterous.
0: Mm, you can lead a horse... You can lead a Klingon to... Chess, but you can't make him play. <laughs> if you, dexterous about it, I don't know. <laughs> uh, if you if
2: you teach a Klingon to fish, he'll eat for the rest of his life.
0: Have we ever seen any like Klingon chess masters? Because I feel like that would be an interesting concept.
1: Here we go. Mm, on the original series, they were very like Vincent Price style guys, weren't they? Yes, that's true. <laughs> so well, black I can see them a lot of the time. Yeah, <laughs> but I can see them doing chess. Yeah.
2: Googled Klingon Chessmaster, I'm now on the Memory Alpha article for Chessmaster.
1: <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. You
2: gotta get out of there, Jeff. It's, it's short. Surprisingly a short article.
1: Hmm. We
2: get a but... mention of a chess master in 2266 and then again in 2269
0: and that's it. Nice. Okay. nice. I guess my point is like I think that Jeff's understanding of Klingons is what most people's is, which is to say that they are just like rage barbarians or whatever.
2: Yeah, but my understanding of Klingons is Gene Roddenberry's understanding of Klingons. I don't know,
0: though, because the whole point of it is that, like, somebody fucking invented those spaceships, okay?
2: Yeah, I guess <laughs> they they're have not...
0: scientists, they have to.
2: They're not as bad as Paclids, who are uh, canonically the stupid aliens.
0: Yes. <laughs> Which, I think the the implication is that somebody went to the Paclid planet... And just was like, you guys are never going to invent spaceships. Just come with us. Uh, Paclids <laughs> like,
2: are one of the primary antagonists in Lower Decks, and it's very funny.
0: <laughs> but like Klingons have uh, have art and culture. Yeah, that's true. they have stuff other than
1: fighting. Yeah, kind of. A little bit. Most of it's fighting, though. Do they?
2: Do they have like the Romulans and Vulcans were split from uh, some Ur species, mm. where they were once the same thing? Do the Klingons have that? Like, there's a smart forehead alien out there.
0: Mm-hmm. The the packlets. No, the Klingons are the smart ones. <laughs> oh <No, Pakleds. laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Like, so Klingons invented. No, wait, that was the Romulans. Klingons invented disruptors. Did they? I think so. Isn't that I mean, like that first...
2: explodes all your atoms?
0: Yeah. Like I understand that that is a war-related thing, but to do it, you need to understand physics. No.
2: Yeah, I, I, I guess they're they're sort of like the uh, sort of like the industry around the military in the U.S. Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of technology developed. It is all to the end of fighting. But it does have other applications.
0: And the people who are developing it aren't good at fighting.
2: <laughs> I wonder if if we're ever going to see, like, are there Klingons who are, you know, you know, they don't really do well at the gym, so they're just Klingon scientists?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I've met people at, like, the pro- Jet Propulsion Lab, and they're like, doughy nerds. They aren't fighters. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, the uh, problem with all of it is the same thing as D&D races, isn't it? You decide we're going to have a war-like race, which isn't a real thing, and then you Mm -hmm. have nowhere to go from there, really.
0: Yep. They've done better about that, I think, over time. And they did better with Klingons, too. I mean, like, I think Worf in Star Trek The Next Generation really allowed them to explore the culture, and like, it became much more of sort of a, I feel like, like, East Asian-inspired... Like dynastic culture, Um, Mm, a
1: little bit, yeah, a little bit in that. Sure,
0: with the like warring houses and the like, uh, the the sort of rights of honor and like the the difference between being a warrior for a house versus being like a Ronin warrior. I think that that was very Chinese and Japanese inspired cultural stuff, which I think was very good. Um, But they, you still never see somebody who's just like. No, I'm not a warrior. Yeah, I write music. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Klingon rock musician.
0: Even rock is a little too warriory for me. Like somebody has to be doing everyone's taxes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Kling, I'm the Klingon accountant.
1: Yeah, I Don't mean, they I solve guess that's... all their problems with trial by combat, though. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't pay your taxes yeah. trial by combat. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Overdraft uh. trial by combat because you, <laughs> you did a bank transfer too much this month.
1: <laughs> Using a bank instead of trial by combat. That's trial by combat right there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: th- the thing is, I don't like Klingons. I freaking hate them. They all look different. Uh, there's no consistency about the way they're like. Uh, and every single expression of them seems differently racist against huge swaths of the <laughs> Earth's population.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot about the guy who played Gowron on Star Trek The Next Generation who was
1: like... <laughs> he's that real bug-eyed guy,
0: right? <clears throat> yes, he's very... He's okay. got like poppy-outty eyes. Uh, he's sort of the like... bad Klingon, I guess. Yeah. He's one of, He wants to destroy wharf's house which is why we the audience don't like him but he does bring stability to the klingon culture in a way that like other leaders don't mm-hmm. um but more importantly the actor that played him was white mm-hmm. and they put him in the blackest blackface in like 1998
1: yeah <laughs> and he was bad.
0: acting around a lot of other people playing klingons who were black how did he not be like, guys? There's something. There, this is wrong. What What's happening now? I'm certain is bad.
2: You remember <laughs> that Christopher Lloyd was one of the first black Klingons, right? Christopher Lloyd in one of the movies.
0: Uh, I don't know. That's fine. I mean, the original series stuff. I feel like was in a time where everyone was sort of like, mm, it's still okay to be racist, though, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Up into the 80s, is what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, there's still a lot of people who are trying to, you know, set fire to buildings because they want to make the argument that it's still okay to be racist. Mm-hmm.
2: That's fair. Mm-hmm.
0: And he's in Star Trek Three. Okay. I don't know if stop. I ever saw that one. I don't Mm -hmm. think I saw that one. Uh, Two was good.
2: You know, he's he's not as black-faced as as some of the Next Generation ones. Now that I'm looking (laughs) at photos of him, it's still pretty bad, though. Yeah. Boy, the Discovery ones are just, like, the farthest with it. They're literally, like, the color of charcoal. I have no idea what's going on with those guys.
0: Yeah, they have weird plasticky skin, too, that I don't Hmm. know... I don't know how I feel about it.
2: And some of them are, like, kind of a purpley-gray color, which feels like the, the same dodge that uh, Wizards
1: has been trying to pull with the drow. Mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, orcs. Like, no, they're gray, they're not black people, even though they explicitly were based on black people. No,
2: orcs, they're uh, green, which is not a human color. <laughs> yeah. hmm yeah.
0: I kinda like the way that the Klingons in Discovery look like geodes. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got like, they've got like they've got like formica flecks in their skin or whatever.
2: Klingons <laughs> are just dwarves and Vulcans are just
0: elves. Wow, no. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> it's not so far off, but it's not great, the thing you're dwarves saying. Dwarves are Jeff. all about making
0: forging things. I don't know. I I don't see it.
1: Uh well the
2: Klingons are all uh heavily aggressive and masculine and very proud of their hair and beards. Um mm-hmm.
0: so- sounds Dragonborn like the- maybe? Urukai. Wait, what world what universe? <laughs> yeah, are I know. Here? I thought we were talking about uh, Skyrim- Tolkien stuff but
1: then we got uh, into <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Tol-
0: Tolkien, Urukai, done. Okay, okay, yeah. No,
2: I'm I'm mapping them onto D&D races because I think okay. that uh and
0: Dragonborn is pretty good Yes,
2: every fantasy world has the uh, you know there's the base human and then there's the sort of uh, androgynous holier than thou society and then there's the aggressive uh, uh, rowdy boys society the humans the elves and the dwarves
1: respectively which one's which? All oh. nations once lived in harmony, but etc. The I
0: like flag how, flag how flag. fucking everything <laughs> is always like mm, these are the dwarves. They're the the for the blacksmithing tunneling race. These are the orcs. They're the warlike race, and the humans are kind of everything. Yeah, it's like.
1: <laughs> Everyone should be everything then. <laughs> you yes. can't do that. Yes. Well, I've read a really... Obviously, I've read a really good article about how humans are the white race in D&D, because, mm-hmm. like, oh, you can say you're being humble, I'm not the best at anything, but I'm pretty good at everything.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. uh I I like wizards uh, trying to... What you call it? Trying to uh, fix that a little bit,
0: but yeah. Oh, I should have talked about at the beginning about how they're doing the new uh, block of um, magic cards this week, and I'm so excited for it.
1: Shit. What was, what's the theme?
0: Crimson vow. It's a vampire wedding.
1: Nice. Just <laughs> it's so good. That song. Yes, Jackula's wedding. I was just listening yeah, to that. On my
0: exactly. Halloween mix. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited because every other block of of Magic the Gathering has been like oh it's this war between this group and this group it's this conflict between it's the The invasion of this insect species into this technology world or whatever. This is the first one they've ever had where it's like, it's just a party and everyone's having a good time. (laughs) That's great. I love it so much. Everyone's having a good
2: time until Jace Baleran shows up and does a mind (laughs) wipe on them or whatever. He is
0: not in this block and I'm happy about that but Chandra is and she's like invited as a guest and I love it. She's wearing a Dress that's on fire. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs>
2: then Is Liliana gonna... Vess shows up and... Is Why
0: someone going to
1: overthrow somebody at this wedding, though? Oh yeah, probably.
0: Probably yes. <laughs> one of the one of the cards is Kaya, who is a one of the more recent Planeswalkers, and her whole thing is that she hunts ghosts for a living. Um, mm. And her card is her bursting through the stained glass window and stabbing a ghost with a knife. So mm,
1: something that's how ghosts work, I know that she's got that's magic ghost knives knife. to kill oh, ghosts man. with. That's what she. That's her whole deal. Uh,
0: probably,
2: <laughs> anyway. probably Soren Markov is going to be in there doing something. He's the a... oh, Oh,
0: Sorin is the best card in the block because Sorin is the one vampire planeswalker and his all of his cards before were like Sorin the Inexorable or like Sorin the Unstoppable and it's always him like drinking people's blood and murdering people and wearing armor or whatever. His card in this one is called Sorin the Mirthless and it's him in like a rented tuxedo drinking a cocktail and leaning against a wall like I don't want to be at this wedding. <laughs>
2: Ooh there's an Edgar Markov who's a very uh, That's his dad. Oh yeah, he's a very effeminate
0: like uh, He's the one getting married.
2: Castlevania style uh vampire lord. I
0: like Oh, that. well then you should look up Soren the Mirthless's, uh alternate artwork cuz it's exactly intentionally just the Castlevania one.
2: So the, is there a card for, I know they did a little bit of d d crossover, but did they get a, a Strahd Vanzarevich card in there?
0: I don't think so, no. <clears throat> they oh, did yeah. have, um, Drizzt had a card in that block though. That, that was pretty good. Yeah. Drizzt,
2: Durden, <clears throat> the only good drow. Yep. I so anyway. Came I enjoyed, back around. I enjoy Soren the Mirthless. Thank you for showing me this.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. It's so good. I'm so excited to play this set. Even if you don't play Magic cards, you should get on Magic: The Gathering Arena and play this with me, Jeff. I'm talking to you specifically.
1: Okay. <laughs> I will narrow casting. Try. Oh
2: yeah, this art is. Literally, the guy who did all the Castlevania yeah. art.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, they did that uh, on purpose. Yeah, he, it's doesn't,
2: he doesn't just look like Alucard. He's drawn by Alucard's dad.
0: Yes. They also have another alternate artwork that the card is just called Dracula. <laughs> and it's just him as Dracula. <laughs> Pretty
1: good.
0: Yeah, it's very good. Uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> Nightmare.
1: Yeah. Someone else pick one. I've picked one, and that's been
0: it so far. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, I like How to Survive a Nightmare Customer. Oh, yeah. Because, like, obviously anyone who's worked retail, which includes all three of us, has dealt with people who are... Like intentionally being shitty to you because they think that you'll do what you they want just to get rid of them. Yeah. Are we counting um, food
2: service in there? Because I never did retail proper.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, I yeah. count food service, sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they, those, um, feel, those feel like they belong in the same bucket. The they thing is, things.
1: if if someone calls ahead and is like, "Do you have this thing, and I'm like, yeah, we do, and then I find out, oh, no, we don't, and they come in and they're like, hey, you told me on the phone you had this, and I'm really upset, I would feel very bad. The thing about a nightmare customer is, as soon as it, you see this interaction taking the turn for, this has nothing to do about anything I did, I do not care anymore. I'm impervious to hurt from this person at this point. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah, I feel like you need to rec- you need to be able to recognize the difference between someone who is upset because something out of their control went wrong mm-hmm. versus someone who is behaving upset because they think it will give them an advantage in your interaction with them. Yeah. And this will be helpful to you, not only in your career, but also in your personal life. Because I've definitely dated some people who would act like they were upset about something, not because they were upset, but just to win a fight.
1: Mm-hmm. That's not great. Yeah. That's the but, thing. If someone starts like yelling at you and they're like, how could you treat me this way as a customer?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At that point, I'm like, I don't care. This is actually kind of amusing to me because you, the, you sound insane. And everyone who can hear you <laughs> knows that you sound insane.
0: The- yeah, and it's the kind of thing that people will then post online and be like, "Can you believe that this woman in the store treated me like this?" And everyone online is like, "You're a dipshit." This yeah. person is great.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, have you ever? Um, have you ever like yelled at someone for being rude to a cashier?
1: No, oh. but I've done the thing. If they sometimes they try to gain support, they turn around and they're like, hmm, "Can you believe this?" If you just Mm -hmm. stare at them, which is what I do, or you say, like, I can't believe you, like, if I feel very bold, (laughs) then, like, (laughs) just letting them know you're not on their side is pretty satisfying. Yeah.
0: I I don't want to look like I'm inserting myself into something that, like... I, I don't see how me getting involved could possibly help unless there's the possibility of violence.
2: Oh, I uh, I had a lady in front of me at the self-checkout at Target once a few years ago being very rude to the, like, 22-year-old who came over to help her. Uh, and I was just like, hey, we're waiting. Can you just, like, go? <laughs> That's good. like i I was just like, you're inconveniencing everyone else and you're being mean to that guy for no reason. Please just leave. Yeah, and uh, that that was effective. She did not anticipate anyone
1: uh, telling her not to yell at. Uh, Yeah, they they always expect other customers to be on their side, is the thing. No, I think the customer is always wrong
2: and usually stupid. That's
1: true. I'm so glad that we got to
0: self-checkout, because I've been thinking about how we need to uh, come back to our grocery store etiquette segment that we do once every three years or whatever, (laughs) Um, because a new thing is happening. We we talked about how Louisa was wrong about forgetting things in the the grocery store line. Okay. <clears throat> here's a new monstrous thing that people do at grocery store checkouts that I want to talk about. There are two kinds. I don't know if this is true of all grocery stores, but for mine and for several I've been to, there are two kinds of self-checkout areas. There's the little ones where you have like a basket you can set down and then it's for like, if you're buying like 10 to 20 items, something like that. And then there's the one that has the conveyor belt um that you can use and then you check out and and you bag stuff and it's like you want to self-checkout but you do have like a full cart of groceries right
1: yeah
0: people who use that conveyor belt don't it doesn't make any sense to me why take your stuff out of the basket to put it on the conveyor belt to check it out and then bag it when you could just take it directly out of the basket scan it and then put it in a bag you're just adding a step so that's what i always do and that's what almost everyone always does there are some fucking monsters out there who will be behind me in the line for this checkout who start putting their shit on the b- the oh conveyor belt <laughs> while I'm still checking out. Go fuck yourself! What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I thought maybe you'd want to buy this for me. <laughs> like... Like they're just like, yeah, I know it's like right in your way, but it, you know, just put the bar down and you don't have to w- to worry about it. What are you doing? Fucking wait! What's wrong with you? Are you See? in this much of a hurry? Because if so, <laughs> then go to the person the person checkout lines
1: that are all empty because no one ever wants to fucking check out with a human being ever again. Uh, I was gonna say all everything you're describing is new to me because I have never self checked out ever. What? I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with the problems. I don't want to have that light come on and then wait for somebody to come over because something didn't scan right because the barcode was crushed. Um, I've
0: encountered 100% more problems checking out with a old lady cashier clerk who's like, oh, what's this thing? Oh, I don't know how to scan it. Oh, I scanned it and then it's saying it's giving me an error. Oh, I scanned the wrong barcode on this gift card and now I need to get my supervisor to come and reboot my computer or whatever. Like,
1: See, no. I know which barcode you should have scanned. I, just let me do it. No, but here's the thing. Once that's happening, that's not my fault. If I'm just standing at a self-checkout and there's nobody around and the light's flashing, it's my fault. Like, what do I do? I have no idea.
0: Yeah, but if the light's flashing, then that's also not my fault because I'm already communicated to the store I need help. So now it's on them.
1: Yeah, but there can be a point where you might just, like, abandon your stuff and leave. If it's the middle of the night and no one shows up or, you know, (laughs) steal it. But if you're at the cash register with the cashier who doesn't know what's going on, they're gonna have to find somebody. They're gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, well,
0: I I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) I don't think that's important, (laughs) Um, but I just- I cannot believe people will load their stuff onto my conveyor belt while I'm checking out. Also- When I'm in line for the self-checkout, if you are a cashier and your lane is open, don't come over to me and be like, hi, do you want to check out over here with me? Obviously not. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So many times I've had to be like, no thank you, and then the cashier looks personally hurt. I'm like, it's not about you. I I made my choice already, my man.
1: This isn't on you. I've had that... Go the opposite way, where someone's been like, um, you know, self checkout is open. I'm like, nope, that's fine. Thanks. No. I made my choice. You live
0: in a different world from me in every way.
1: (laughs) I
2: rarely encounter these problems because there's just so much volume going through the stores near me that, uh, the. Well, you live in
1: the city. There aren't big. Town Kowalski. Exactly.
2: Well, there's there's no conveyor belts at the self checkouts. Uh, like, I guess that. Is going to be true at a Target or a Walmart. I don't really go Mm -hmm. to either of those places very often. Um, And then the cashiers will just shout which number lane is open. uh, And you can go there or wait for the self checkout. Uh, It's like a single
0: (laughs) queue, usually.
1: Yeah. It's different when you got space at a premium.
0: How to beat Nightmare Mode in FNAF 3. Mm, Jeff will know.
2: This uh, is Jeff's no, I've never played Jeff. any of those games.
1: <laughs> I've played all of them. Why did you say Jeff? I was the one. I know, because Jeff used to talk about it a lot, especially for like creepy that's pasta true. stuff, and uh I know he hasn't played them, so it was a joke.
2: I, yeah, I see. see. Um uh, don't beat it. You're the
0: not. The only to way you. to win is not to play. Yeah, exactly. Nightmare mode sucks. I don't know why anyone would think that's fun. That's for like Streamers who get paid to pretend that they're scared.
2: A game with Freddy in the title. I'm not gonna play nightmare mode. That's how he gets you. Mm, exactly. Don't
1: go to sleep. Yep.
2: Uh how to but play also, the improv game Actor's Nightmare.
1: Is that an improv game? I know that's the name of a play.
2: I know it's the name of a type of it. nightmare. <laughs>
1: Is that just when you're like, hey, can I have a suggestion from the audience? And they're like, no! This is your actor's <laughs> uh, nightmare. This is, my, this
2: is the improv game actor's nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole thing. Well,
0: uh, the thing is that it... But, like, the actual actor's nightmare is about there's a play going on, and you're the only one who doesn't know your lines, mm-hmm. but that's just improv. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, how to play the improv game musical nightmare.
0: Ooh, interesting. You don't know that
2: one. Is that the just musical variation of Actor's Nightmare? Like you don't know the apparently, songs?
0: Apparently, <laughs> apparently the improv game Actor's Nightmare and the musical version of it is one person has a script written out and the other person just has to react to that script. Interesting. Mm. That,
1: that sounds, sounds awful. not too hard.
0: You only uh, have to manage
1: yourself. It's true,
0: but you have to deal with the fact that the other person may be saying things that don't relate to what you just said. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. um how to it sounds like
0: a bad game but then all improv games are bad games (laughs) it's true
2: how to win nightmare house
1: what is that any guesses i haven't seen it
2: seems to be a uh... it sounds
1: like an hgtv series yeah it does
2: uh it seems to be a mod of half-life 2 where you're in a haunted house
0: oh okay that sounds fun interesting
2: uh, I don't know how to how beat it, though. I can't help you. I'm
1: sorry.
0: <laughs> Maybe this is a related question. How to avoid home improvement
1: nightmares. Uh, watch hmm. the money pit, and then whatever they do, don't do those things. Uh,
2: don't think... watch home improvement right before bed. Mm,
1: good. <laughs> I,
0: think, I think that like so much of the stuff that uh, so many of the problems people encounter in their lives could be solved by a, an honest assessment of how good they are at things. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with this sometimes where I'm like, I watched an episode of uh, This Old House, I bet I could install plumbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how you get home improvement nightmares.
1: Yeah. There are so many times on, like, This Old House shows like that where they're like, all right, so we just need to install a new whatever, and we're just going to make sure that it's going to have the perfect fit. And I'm thinking, there's no way in my life I could make sure that that board or whatever countertop had the perfect fit. This mm-hmm. is my downfall. Mm. Yeah, it's weird because you. I think
0: part of it is I never want to use the littlest marks on the tape measure. Yes, <laughs> and I should. Cowards. We all should.
1: <laughs> I'm always like, mm, it's about yes. <laughs> six
0: and a half inches.
1: <laughs> now all these crumbs fall into the one inch gap of my countertop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a real home improvement nightmare. <laughs> Oh boy. Jeff, did you want to make any more jokes about the sitcom home improvement? Uh, uh? <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> very good. That was a I very good home
1: improvement I, joke. <laughs> I don't
0: I don't think so, Tim. Is that anything? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yep. More power, etc. <sighs> How to deal with lingering nightmares. Do you guys have, like, recurring nightmares? I used to a lot when I was a kid, but not anymore.
1: Yes, uh, I do, of course. <clears throat> but I think lingering, they mean one that's so horrible that when you wake up, you can't get over the panic feeling like the, you know, you look, people you know die. You died. look at
0: your sheets and they've been slashed by razor fingers
1: and you're like, <laughs> exactly. it wasn't a dream. <laughs> that's it, exactly. How do you deal with that? You have to find his body and put it in the furnace or something? What do you have that to do That didn't work, though, because then Damn there was it. a second one. Shit! I think you have to be a dream warrior.
0: Is that... Does anyone ever beat Freddy? (laughs) Is he still going to this day? Uh, I think that the
2: only way to beat Freddy is not to play.
0: We already made that joke about FNAF. I know.
2: It's... But, like, the whole... He becomes... So, in Wes Craven's new Nightmare, the Uh uh, second Is that the one where
0: he kills the cast of the original Nightmare on Elm Street? uh Uh-huh.
2: Because. That fucking rules. Yeah.
0: Such a good movie. <laughs>
2: because after five Nightmare on Elm Street movies, he's become so popular and beloved that he manifests in the real world and hunts down Wes Craven and all of the actors who are in the original movie.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's again. so good.
2: Um, so that establishes canonically with his creator that it's believing in Freddy that makes him real.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's, a, he's a real Robert. candy man. Freddie killing Robert Englund in that movie is so good. <laughs> That's the actor that plays Freddie. for anyone who doesn't know.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to, I do know that, so I'm trying to figure out how that works. He, he gets mad at Robert Englund for portraying him? Yeah, he gets happens? mad at
0: everyone who was in the original Nightmare okay. on Elm Street movie because they made a joke out of his genuine demonic existence, I guess.
1: Okay. And he's, he's mad that they terrible. weren't sensitive enough about him being a pedophile uh, who got put in a furnace. Is that what happened I mean, to him?
0: To, to some extent, when you, all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Like,
1: that's <laughs> if kind you've of got all... a claw hand, everybody looks like somebody needs to be slashed. Yeah, like, what else
0: is he gonna do? How else does he interact with Robert England? He can't be like, thanks, bro. <laughs> if he sh- even if he shakes
2: hands with him, that's gonna do a lot of damage.
1: <laughs> yes, Oh, exactly. well, What if he met uh, Edward Scissorhands and we know he knows oh Freddy my Eddie. god! I went to a, a a Halloween party last week, and one one of the
0: uh, costumes in the costume contest was uh, Freddie and Eddie, and it was Freddie from Nightmare on Elm Street that and Edward Scissorhands, and they made out on stage. It was great. <laughs> nice.
1: Somebody's like, oh shit, this is what I'm into now. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's really oh.
2: annoying as a film producer to have a uh, a slasher like Freddy who like is so tied to the actor? Do you think they're ever jealous of like the Friday the 13th and Halloween people who could just put anybody in that mask?
1: Yeah, was- absolutely there. Wasn't wasn't there a
0: um rumor that uh what's his face Ryan Gosling was going to play Oh, no, that was just in an interview he said if he could play any role, what would it be? (laughs) Oh, yeah, he
2: said without hesitation, Freddy Krueger.
0: Which, like, that would be pretty good. And he's got a fucked up enough face that you could probably... It would be fine, right?
2: Yeah, it would be fine. Uh, I discovered... I learned this week watching a video about the troubled production of Halloween 6, which is the one with Paul Rudd in it. Um Mm that there was a time before Halloween 6 got made when the same studio who had the rights to Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and went on to make Freddy vs. Jason would have also had the rights to Halloween and could have done Freddy vs. Jason vs. Michael Oh my
0: god, that would be the greatest Super (laughs) Smash Brothers uh, expansion pack of all time
2: All I ever want is for there to be crossover movies that are increasingly more stupid
0: What was the game you were telling me about where Gandalf can kill Rick and Morty? Oh my god,
2: there's, they, uh, so Warner Brothers games had a big leak, and, uh, they are planning their own Smash Brothers ripoff like, uh, like Nickelodeon just did, um, and the characters who will be playable in it include, uh, Gandalf, Arya Stark, Bugs Bunny, and Superman.
0: This is going to be the greatest game ever made. The thing is... is this
1: just uh, Space Jam 2, the game? Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh my god, if they play basketball instead of fighting (laughs) in this game, I would... This would be so good. If LeBron James is a
2: playable character in this video game, (laughs) I will lose my mind.
0: This would be... Oh my god, what if it was Algae Rhythm? I think that would still be pretty good. Yeah,
2: as long as one of the levels is Space Jam Arena...
0: (laughs) Oh my god. I, like, here's the thing. No one is gonna play this game except for me and Jeff, yes. and it's gonna be our favorite game of all time. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: I was really disappointed. I wanted to play the Nickelodeon one because I heard the gameplay is pretty good. It has no voice acting during yeah, the game. Yeah, you've fighting.
0: gotten mad about... You've gotten mad about that on this podcast before. I know. To
1: Jeff's mad.
2: credit, though, that is the
1: craziest thing I've ever heard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, here's our new fun cartoon crossover game. Does now not have any Imagine cartoon what SpongeBob
0: stuff. sounds like while you're doing it. Yeah!
1: And no SpongeBob music either? That's so. Oh, uh, 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 there's nothing to say. Like, like you is, can't imagine what they were thinking. <laughs> is
2: Mark like Mothersbaugh charging too oh. much to put the friggin' Rugrats theme in your video game? Like, what? <laughs>
0: Wait, are the Rugrats in this game? Uh, I think Reptar is playable. Okay, Reptar's fine. I, if there's a mode of this game where you beat up a baby, I'm not <laughs> sure. I do kind of want to sure be... That's okay. I want
2: it to be Phil and Lil, but the <laughs> ice climbers. Mm. <laughs>
0: Now, that's not a bad idea.
2: Or all four of the main Rugrats, but it's Ice Climbers.
0: But it's Pikmin?
2: Yeah, yeah. You're, you're Angelica, and the Pikmin that you pull out of the ground as Olamar are the Rugrats.
0: Now you're just talking about a reskin assessment. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that.
0: Oh, that would be pretty just good. Just steal
2: the game. It's already pretty good. You don't have to change anything playing? about it.
0: Wasn't there some fan-made game where, like, they put out the open-source tool so that anyone could make a character, and it has, like, an insane... It has, like, Godzilla and, like, My Little Ponies and stuff in it? Oh, yeah.
2: Mugen is that. Oh, yes, that's Uh, right.
0: That's the one. It's a
2: a fan-made fighting game engine, and you can have, like, Homer Simpson fight Satan. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> Pretty good.
2: Yeah. It's been around for like 25 years, so there's every character imaginable
1: in it.
0: It's like rule 34, but for fighting instead of the other thing.
1: Hmm. Those aren't as different as you might think. <clears throat> those aren't really opposite sides of the same coin.
0: Yeah. Well, Lisa, you, you need to talk to somebody. <laughs> 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 We're not so different, you and I, Sex says to fighting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeff's explaining memes that haven't even been created yet.
0: <laughs> oh, extremely good. When is, when is Jeff Meme Explainer going to evolve into Jeff Meme Creator? That's Ooh. what I will. No, I
1: could
2: never. That's too much power for one man.
0: Mm, that does make sense. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to our Nightmare Podcast. In more ways than one. Yeah,
1: this was the um, play, the improv game, Podcaster's Nightmare. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Was Bart's Nightmare the
0: one where he had to collect pages of a book?
1: Oh, God. I only remember the one where he skateboarded against aliens.
2: I think that happens in Bart's Nightmare. That game is so impossibly difficult because it's like super from that era where every game was like, uh, we have to do it like an arcade game where you need it to be super hard so people still dump quarters in it. But like, yeah, no, you don't. It's a home console game. Why are you doing it that way?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: What was the, Bart versus the Space Mutants was the first mm, one. Well, That's maybe what that is about. the
2: one with the skateboarding alien stuff.
0: I just remember that you could, like, make a
1: prank called a Moe's Tavern for a secret bonus power-up. That game was awesome. Yeah. Way too hard, though. Have you seen anyone beat the final level um, on YouTube? Because it's insane.
0: No, but I will immediately after we finish (laughs) recording this podcast. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. And please uh, uh, tell your friends about the show so that we can continue to grow. Uh, if if we can get a, a surge of popularity on the show, I will stop asking if we can quit. That is my promise to you. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. Uh, and you can also join our Discord to talk to us. We talk almost uh, pretty much every week after the show comes out. People ask us questions or... Uh, tell us we were wrong about stuff, and we love some of that. So <laughs> It's a strange qualifier. <laughs> some of that. Yeah. <clears throat> I like it when people tell me that Louisa was wrong about something. That's my favorite. Yeah.
1: And I like it when people ask if Matt's okay, because he seems to get angry an awful lot. <laughs> That's just my energy that I bring to all the conversations.
0: I
2: I'm like telling when you people this... don't interact with me, because I'm not on social media enough to ever suffer that. <laughs>
0: Uh, So anyway, yeah, you can join our Discord by messaging us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Herron at Mastodon.online.
2: My information's all on the website, WebinizedLanguage.com.
1: And you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming
0: out. Please come on back next week. In the meantime, though, please remember that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways.
2: Uh, I'm in loading my page with my sign-off phrase. In a second, ten, nine, eight,
0: <laughs> seven, six. Oh, why did you five. install that countdown app that <laughs> counts down before everything With my, my voice. Uh, I don't know if other people are
2: into <clears> it. <throat>
1: They're definitely. Oh, that that slipped in so quickly. I didn't even realize. Eat your donuts. <laughs> oh, this show's getting worse every week. It's
2: good though. It's a good show. Oh not man.
1: Really yeah, I don't think. To be honest, I don't think this was a good episode.